Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are looking at the first episode of The Righteous Gemstones, uh, episode one. It is simply called The Righteous Gemstones. They put a lot of thought into that name, you see. This is a new HBO uh, comedy drama about evangelicals uh, starring John Goodman. Danny McBride, who's also the writer and director of like a lot. Well, it, it seems like he's. We well, you know he is of the first one anyway, right? Yeah, he he writes every episode listed on Wikipedia so far, which I don't think is all the episodes. I think there's only six there so far. I think there's like nine total. Uh, mm. Danny McBride's a, at least one of the writers on all the episodes, and he directed this first episode. Uh, in fact, the next two are directed by David Gordon Green, who just did the 2018 uh, Halloween movie. I will try not to throw shade around based on my feelings. For that film, <laughs> I will try and contain. Those two myself. are usually a pretty good pair, though. Have uh, you watched any of the HBO Danny McBride collaboration? I've never seen *The Spoon Down*. Our. It's pretty good. Yeah. Is there any other ones? Uh, *Vice Principals*. No, I've never seen that either. That was uh, very, very much like this episode. Uh, got a lot of vi- *Vice Principal* vibes. Okay. Okay. So they're evangelicals, and they are rich. They're, they're they're on TV all the time. They're doing these big congregations, like concert halls, full of people. The, the, the first episode opens with them in China doing like mass baptisms, um, with just <laughs> rows of people coming to be baptized in this swimming pool. And so, so clearly, uh, sitting here as a pair of atheists, <laughs> we completely relate to all of this. Um, but no no i mean i'm sure you related to like trying to find something on tv and it's just nothing but evangelicals on for some reason in the morning <laughs> well i did not grow up in the u.s so no that's <laughs> i cannot relate to oh. that um these i things, guess that's not universal <laughs> yes no uh the 3 4 a.m random crap on tv tends to just be the tv shopping thing that happens like after a certain time on a lot of channels yeah we have that here too yeah it tends to just be that um and yeah, what is it? Do they think all the all the hardcore Christians are all up at like four a.m.? I mean, it's well, probably because they tend to uh, cater to seniors who are up early. Yeah. Okay. Four a.m. Early. Four a.m. Early. Okay. Well, I don't know about four a.m., but definitely yeah. before dawn. Okay. I mean, the evangelical shows go on, especially on on weekends. They go on like until noon. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I've never seen that in my life. Uh, so, so very fortunate. Yeah. So we'll start spoiler free, of course, uh, before we go into spoilers, and we'll we'll you know give your impressions, and then go in, into the plot a bit deeper uh, in the back half of the review. So, um, so this is a new HBO show, uh, which means it does have swearing, does have some nudity, um, even though it's based, yes, it based around and, and evangelicals. <laughs> Or tele televangelicals, I believe, was the is the correct term. I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah, that right. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Televangelicals? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh I think so, so <laughs> Yeah, so obviously you're expecting something of a comedy here. You expect it to be a bit over the top. You're expecting uh maybe a bit of satire in what it's doing with uh mm-hmm. its subject matter. You know, at, at no point watching this did I feel like they're trying to actually promote this lifestyle. They are being critical of it. <laughs> yeah, this is not made by Christians. No, no. Um, this this <laughs> or is made... devoted Christians, anyway. Yeah, no, there's a cynical side to this show, for sure. Um, and the first episode is largely them just coming back from their trip and setting up this, this big uh, Sunday service in their big concert hall. 
and it deals with a blackmail that happens of Diane McBride's character, Jesse, uh, where he has to try and stop a scandal from getting out based on something that he's done in recent times. So that's all I really say for the plot. Uh, we can basically just talk about the characters because you've got uh, John Goodman plays the father, he plays Eli Gemstone, uh, who's the big man in charge. He's got three kids, uh, Diane McBride plays Jesse, uh, you have Edie Patterson as Judy, and you have Adam Devine as Kelvin. And I, I didn't even know he was in this. I was actually that was a pleasant surprise when. Uh, Are you a workaholics fan? No, I've never seen that. Me neither. Like I mm. know he's really funny because I've seen him guest star in other shows, but I like I don't really know. No, I I saw him. No, for the f- I don't know what he's famous for. Yeah, I saw him for the first time in a horror comedy called The Final Girls, which I actually really like a lot. It yeah. has. Um, I think I've heard you bring it up before. It's um, Vera Farmiga's younger sister, uh, Tessa Farmiga. Um, okay, yeah, that's where I heard you bring it up yeah. before because we reviewed a Twilight Zone episode with with her in it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and I always say how I always thought she was uh, Vera's daughter at first because there's such yeah. an age difference because they they are there's like twenty years between them like it's a fair yeah, assumption look, to make they look so much alike yeah um, but she the plot of it is really fun actually because she she plays this this kid who well, I'll say kid she's like twenty but like the whole idea is, is that her mother was in like a slasher movie in the eighties and her mum dies uh, you know at the start of the movie like a few years ago and then she goes into the movie with her friend's last action hero style and sees like her like her mother's character there played by her mother in the movie uh but it's, it's like it's a horror comedy it's dealing with all the tropes of the slasher movie at the summer camp um but it's a really fun time but adam devine's in that and he plays uh the 80s jock douchebag right so the joke with him is that all the characters that come from present day are all pretty like straightforward people they're all you know one guy's kind of good looking jock but he's actually a pretty down-to-earth guy and so on and so on uh, and adam devine rolls in and starts just shouting really sexist and homophobic things and how much he wants pussy and things like that and <laughs> you know it, it makes like a homophobic joke to like the the the, the present day jock and the guy's like well, I have two dads. Wait, wait no. Like, it's just it's pointing at all the tropes of the 80s stuff, and it's just... It's, it's, so is this, like, a real, like, turn of character for him, then? Is he, like, doing something totally different here? Um... Than usual? I wouldn't say totally different, because he's got a very punchable face, and I say that lovingly, but he does. <laughs> he has a very punchable face, and... He still plays a very punchable character. He does. He really does. He, he, he has a really kind of... Um, douchebag quality and again i like him i like him as a douchebag but he is a douchebag <laughs> uh, that's who he plays um i also i saw him in a netflix movie earlier this year uh or maybe it was last year now but it was a time travel movie actually where he went into a photo booth and it would always send him back uh to the day he met this girl who ended up with his not his best friend but someone else so he kept trying to go back okay. and change the events of the day so that she would fall for him instead um and it's one of those movies where you can guess what the ending's going to be like five minutes in you're like I know how this is going to, I know what lesson he's going to learn I know what's going to happen and to be fair yeah. though the girl that he's trying to like convince to fall for him is Alexander Daddario I can't fault him for trying so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I saw him in that so I, I know from a couple of things that he's shown up in um yeah, so it was just nice to see him. Uh, but yeah, so they're all very different characters. Uh, Eli is this sleazy 40-something, like, thinks he's the hotshot, thinks he's the next in line for the throne, the gemstone for- fortune. Um, you mean Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, what did I say? Eli. Eli, sorry. Eli is John Goodman. Eli is John Goodman, the father. The, yes. the father. That's a very important distinction. Uh, and Kelvin's care the younger brother who always gets picked on by him. Uh <laughs> And we see a lot of evidence of that. Uh, Judy, the sister, 
is uh, an interesting character in that she doesn't get brought along for these trips, isn't treated equally like those guys are, and this is something that's brought up throughout the episode a couple of times, mainly from her fiancé, who kind of sticks up for her, and there's, a, there's actually a really funny moment in uh, a dinner table scene, which we'll get to in spoilers. Yeah, um, I think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> there's a really, really fun on-the-nose bit about how it flips something, and it's just, it was really good. Um, so... I mean, yeah, I guess I'm kind of, I've given it away, but I actually kind of enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like, not every joke necessarily lands for me. Uh, sometimes Diamond Bray can be a little too Diamond Bray for me, but, like... I get I get that, but I do really like Danny McBride. I know he always plays the same type of character. Oh, yeah. And maybe with different... Um, I don't know, like... It, like he's not playing Kenny Powers in this up in this show. He's playing uh, Kenny Powers is the name of his character in Eastbound and Down, who is super douchey, mm-hmm. but also like a, a star athlete who gets. He's basically like a rock star who's down on his luck in that show. Um, this one he's still a rock star, but he's got a he still has a different disposition. So it's it's a different enough character, but I do really like him. Like I always like Danny McBride. <laughs> And I always want him to be Kenny Powers when I see him. So if he's not Kenny Powers, then I'm going to be like, oh, I'm disappointed that I don't get my Danny McBride. <laughs> now, see, my opinion on Danny McBride is a lot more obscure than that because I saw him in a couple of movies that I really didn't like. I saw him in Your Highness and I saw him in... Oh, what was that one with uh, Franco? I watched that one too. That movie is garbage. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the one with Franco though? Uh, uh, P- Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. I also hated that. I don't like that movie either. Yeah. Uh, so my opinion of Diamond Bride um, is not being lo- loving, let's just say. And then, of course, him and David Gordon Green did that new Halloween movie, which I pretty much hated uh, as a Halloween fan. So, What about Tropic Thunder? Do you like him in that? It's been a while. I, I didn't hate that movie when I saw it. but Yeah. But he plays been... the guy who's in charge of like all the uh, the fire effects and such. And... Yeah, I don't, I don't remember hating him in that. Because that's basically the same character he plays all the time. I think I forgot he existed after that until I saw Pineapple Express. I think there was a gap there where I just didn't know about him Mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, That might have been the first thing I've seen him in too. Yeah. Uh, The the most memorable part of Tropic Thunder is always that that weird Tom Cruise cameo. Yeah. Just comes out of nowhere. And that moment that in the audience where everybody realizes that it's tom cruise and like oh yeah that's why it looks so familiar yeah they kept that secret that was that was good there's a great story from tom cruise actually uh, for collateral uh it's on, it's on the, the blu-ray and dvd extras uh where his whole thing in that is that he was like this like really low-key hitman and for sort of practice for that role he uh went into i think it was like an airport dressed as an F- 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 fedex driver and um, with sunglasses on and no one recognized him he went in with a package and walked back out and no one and the whole idea is that he could just even though he's tom cruise could sneak in well, yeah sneak, he's but, like one of the most recognizable yeah. people on earth yeah but all, all he had to do was like just act a certain way where we wear something a little bit different for him and that was it he's right so you know so when people say the clark ken thing wouldn't work right it would <laughs> And my, my, my prime example for that is always uh, go look up a photo of Zoe Deschanel without bangs and tell me it looks like the same person because it does not. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's like, holy shit. It's like a completely different person. Um, so, no. Uh, so, no, he, he was, I mean, he's not my favorite part of the episode for sure. Although there's definitely some humor with him that I did like a lot. Um, 
I, I like the bickering between the siblings probably the most. There's one in particular when they're because because the mother of the family's dead. She's you know they've got like this big ridiculous memorial pawn thing uh, for the mother, and it's, there's a scene there where there's bickering between them uh, about Judy's fiance that really cracked me up. It was probably the first time in the episode that I proper belly laughed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it was really taking the idea of these are these are like ultra Christians and we're going to use that to get humor out of them um and you know that was that, that was where i really started laughing in the episode um the first episode that you know, it's a full hour and it spends time interesting the characters it never dragged for me though to, to be fair like it actually went in Mm-mm. really easy yeah i say this has a lot of uh similarities to vice principles which every episode if you watch like the coming up next mm-hmm. you would get an idea of what the show would be and then when you actually sat down to watch it, you're like, oh, this went in directions that were way darker and I <laughs> did not expect. And uh, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of that in this too. There is a dark element of this episode that I like a lot, actually. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so before we actually jump into spoilers and stuff, um, I, I'll just sort of sum up my feelings. Say it's actually pretty funny. Uh, it feels like it's just got the right amount of self-awareness about the sort of characters they're dealing with that it knows what it's doing. You know, it has that kind of like... Uh, what do I compare it to? You know, it feels like... This is a bad comparison, but it's, it's not quite It's Always Sunny, right? But Or Seinfeld. No, but, it, but I, I see what you mean. Because yeah, these are not likable. Exactly, people. But yeah. when things start happening to them, like you do find yourself going, oh no, they're in trouble. How are they going to get out of this? Yeah, you don't really <laughs> care about their well-being, but you do enjoy laughing about them getting into trouble and getting out of it and all that kind of thing. You know, because yeah. Seinfeld was always said, oh, it's, it's a show about four assholes. And well, that's true to a point. They're much more likable and sort of relatable, I think, because they're, they're sort of down to earth assholes. Like they're sort of like, like you know, yeah. all, all the opinions they have, you find yourself agreeing with a lot of them sometimes, you know. Um, <laughs> whereas then you got to It's Always Sunny and they're like more cartoony. Like they're so over the top and like evil at times where you just, okay, I can't like these people as people, but they're fun to watch because they're so ridiculous. Um, this is kind of in that vein where you're like, okay, these people are kind of awful, but you yeah, know, you're into you're it. You're clearly watching a bunch a family of villains. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but for some reason, like, uh, like I don't know, like I still wanted things to work out. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like you're watching the one percent of the one percent, but they're the one percent by tricking people into donating money at the ridiculous church, and you see the the vulgar separate mansions. They live in this big compound with separate mansions all spread out over this area, and so much money. It's so much money. Um, but you hear about this all the time. Like I, I'm, you said you don't, you're not really that familiar with televangelists, but it is a big part of our culture here. Like, well, I wouldn't say big part, but like, it's it's inescapable. You know, it's always on TV, um, whenever you want, and you know these people are just like milking poor, um, poor. I don't want to say suckers. How do I say? <laughs> <it>? <laughs> like people who are vulnerable, you know, sure. for money, and they're they're claiming it's going to God, but you see them and they got these like, like these perfect teeth and they have this tan skin and expensive clothes and they have their own jets and you're like what's this money really going to like <laughs> yeah it... it's gross you know it's it's very um like uh jim baker and tammy faye baker were a big thing in the 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 80s that, that kind of started the whole like giant church and televangelist well maybe not them maybe it was more of the uh the Liberty University guys, uh, Falwell, Jerry Falwell. 
that might have done like these are household names like we know them in the u.s because they it's inescapable and we all know that they're 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 truly not good people it's just um, like um so it, it is nice to watch tv like even people who are who are religious are like yeah they're spreading a good message but you know we would rather go to our local church than sure. support that Oh, I will get into that. There's an element of this episode about it's the almost the idea of the the church mall taking over all the small like church stores. It's like yeah, the, the mom and pop church. Yeah, so. the mom the mom and pop churches are getting taken over by the big you know corporate church that's coming out of town. But we'll get to that. In the plot. Yeah. Um, no, it's kind of like um, I can't. Remember, I don't think it was Red Cross, but it was one of the big charities, like one of the big ones that are everywhere, right? Uh, and I remember there was like a photo of like the head of that charity driving a Ferrari, and it's like, hmm, <laughs> if you really care about what you're doing, <laughs> maybe drive a cheaper car and donate some of your money. <laughs> yeah. Just a thought. Just a thought. Ferrari. Yeah. Not necessary. Yeah, not necessary. Not not a necessity at all. Um, so no. Uh, so it's funny to see characters like this be made fun of, and it's not necessarily um, like poking fun at religion as a whole. I mean, you could take it that way if you want, but I think it's it's more about people like it's, this. It's a are, niche type yeah, of religion. It's yeah. about people who are taking advantage within that. I think rather than you know mm-hmm. poking fun at everything in general. Um, even if there will be some jokes that do kind of poke fun of all of it. And yes, we are both atheists. We're both going to find humor <laughs> in that and get a kick out of it. Uh, <laughs> anything that points out the hypocrisy of this sort of stuff is going to tickle my funny bone and that's just the way it's going to be so yeah um and so i said actually when i said we were going to cover this uh i think i may have been the last our boys review um i implied that we just did the first one because i thought it was a half hour comedy <laughs> i didn't realize it was like a full 60 minute like comedy drama yeah i plot. was expecting this to be very much like the other shows that dane mcbride did with hbo are they 30 minutes or are they like this no, they're a full hour, but okay. I expected it to be a comedy. But you were saying like it's a comedy; it's not like it's going to have like a big story or anything. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, uh, all the other ones do. So <laughs> yeah, I've not seen those. Uh, so I guess we're at the point now where I'm actually yeah, kind of want to watch more of this than I think we're going to. Review. Well, I'm definitely going to keep going. Yeah. I, I don't know if you want to keep going with the reviews, but I know we can. If, if we're going to if we're going to watch it, we may as well. All right, we might as well. <laughs> we'll keep it going. Um, now we can record on Mondays, though, which means the reviews for these will always be sometime late Tuesday, early Wednesday. So it's not as quick as we like to get them out typically, but yeah, we'll keep them coming. Why not? Uh, but yeah, two we get Walton Goggins, so I'm definitely watching. I do like Walton Goggins, um, my man from the Shield. Mm. Hateful Eight. Yeah, he's in Hateful Eight, but even in Hateful Eight, he was a, it was in Django as well. Come on, Django Unchained. Yeah, but. I love the Hateful Eight. <laughs> yeah, and I love Django Unchained. <laughs> Django Unchained that is a great movie. Django Unchained is like my second favorite Tarantino movie. I love Django mm-hmm. Unchained. A Hateful Eight, when I first saw it, saw it, I thought, hmm, I don't know if this is my favorite, but I, I still really like it. But I just kept finding myself watching it over and over again. And it has crawled its way to the top of my list of Tarantino. Do you, do you happen to know off the top of your head what my favorite Tarantino movie is? Kill Bill? Yes, yeah. yeah. You like that. strong women. I do. Strong women are great. Just like the hit television show, Buffer the Vampire Slayer. Um, yep. So, yeah, full spoilers. Full spoilers for episode one of The Righteous Gemstones. So, the plot of this is that uh, Jesse is being blackmailed because they send him a video, and he's got a wife, uh, Tess, Tess Mercer from Smallville, is his wife. And, uh, oh, what's her she's name? from Smallville? Yeah. She's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, she's... <laughs> She's Amber. Um, 
and she doesn't aware of this. Sorry, she's a trophy. Oh, she's a trophy wife. Yeah, um, although she tries to pretend that he's the catch. You know, he comes in at one point and she's got like all these like friends around her. He's like, you know, I'm so lucky, isn't he? A gem. I know, <laughs> and they all just sort of pause and they go, oh, yeah, 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 he's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. Um, but so he, he's, he's sent this video of him snorting cocaine uh, with a topless lady and a completely naked dude with his dick flapping around. And it's like, hey, this may be a bit of a scandal if this gets out. This, you know, the, the, the heir to the gemstone, you know. Like, yeah. you know, I don't want, I, I want to say fortune. I was trying to say uh, legacy. Like, the, the, yeah, the gemstone that's legacy. That's probably a good word. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Although clearly fortune. <laughs> also fortune, yes. There's a fortune too. Because um, I, I love how, like, he's like 45 or whatever and he still gets an allowance from dad. Like, it's not like he just gets a wage or a, a, a you know, oh, yeah. a salary. Goodman, Eli, is clearly in charge of yes. everything. <laughs> Yes, he controls all the money, he controls everything, the private jet, all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so a lot of the, the actual plot deals with him. I think we'll get to that in a bit, but I, I want to just go through some of the, the moments that I really like. I love the idea of like the four local like pastors coming by to, to like say, hey, you're opening this big new like you know stadium-sized <laughs> like church, uh, and we're worried that you're going to take all of our flock away. Could you not go to this town that only has one little church and maybe, you know... Like, Do you not... think it was a choice to make all four of them kind of look like mobsters? I can see that, yeah. Yeah, the idea that, that this has almost like been a mob boss and this is their territory, but there's new guys coming in and taking over all the territory. Yeah. I can see that. I thought, man, these guys look really cool for <laughs> a bunch of pastors. And they're it's like Dermot Mulroney is the is like the lead guy who comes mm-hmm. back later. Yeah, because he ends up, like, after... Because Goodman basically says in this scene, like, well, yeah, but if we go there, there's clearly not a lot of demand because there's only one small church, but if we go to where you four churches are, there's demand. So, mm-hmm. sorry, bye. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's not worth it if we... Uh, if there's not a lot of <laughs> believers there, but if we go to a place that already has a lot of believers because you guys have a nice flock, then uh, that'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah, you've got 1,200. You've got about 1,000. You have about 700. Yeah, we'll take all those in. <laughs> yeah, and if they come to our church, I guess you guys weren't really that good at your job. <laughs> yeah, this was totally the mall coming in and screwing over the, all the small businesses. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. That's exactly what it felt yeah. like to me. It was a corporate... Uh, religion versus mm-hmm. as you say the mum and pop um so no i thought that was a really fun thing and like you know he kind of confronts john goodman at like when they're going to dinner after their service uh which again a detail i loved is so after they do a little bit of uh you know raving and ranting about god or going to china or whatever he's look at the photos of us with the chinese people look how great it is um yeah the stage that is just so like it like, overdone it looks like the x factor or pop idol or whatever it looks like it does yeah it's one of those yeah. um and they've got like a band across the christian rock band comes out and this is when the donation baskets go out and we just see like like tons of people putting out these donation baskets and what i loved about this is at the end of this scene and it's it's actually very fitting you brought up that mob comparison because this scene afterwards reminded me of like goodfellas like you know or or even casino yeah that's what i thought of yeah. too uh, when they're in the back and they've got you baskets of money Pacino to walk or not yeah. Pacino, uh, whatever uh ray Liotta to like walk through or, or yeah, something or, you know yeah like because just them and the baskets of money and they've got all the money counting machines and stuff i'm like this feels like a like a mob or a casino movie 
where they're all in the back, like you know, getting their earnings. It's like this big industrialized thing. I'm like, geez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really well done. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Um, so no, I liked all that stuff, and that that was it, except for how it ties into the other plot. Because then Diane McBride thinks that this head pastor out of this group are the ones blackmailing them. So that takes us to the other plot. But I want to talk about <laughs> I want to talk about the scene at the dinner table when they're in this restaurant. Because there's this glorious moment where so because they keep making fun of the fiance, Akeith, uh, of of Judy's fiance. And he's not supposed to be living with her because they see that as, you know, a sin. Um and he he kind of like sticks up for himself a little bit because they're making fun. It's like no, you never like invite her to anything. This this you know for as religious as this family is, you're very you're not very progressive. All the women are still like, expected to do what they're told and don't get have a say in anything. And I laugh so hard when Amber, uh, Jesse's wife, says, "Well, let me just tell you. Actually, sorry, honey, can I say something?" And Eddie's like, "Yes, you can." And then she like, finishes her point, and I just laugh so hard. It was so good. Yeah, that was probably the best line in the in the app. I I also just broke down at that point. Like, yeah, it's so well done. Because that one before this was when they were bickering at the the memorial for the mum, and uh, again, you know, the two guys, uh, Jesse and, and Kelvin, are, are are you know sniping at each other, and eventually the subject of her fiance comes up and she's like my fiance is great he's not just some boyfriend dad like you know we're going to get married he's going to be a gemstone soon and that's what jesse's like you know i don't know about him maybe maybe he's not the right fit for the family i mean i saw a post on on the facebook um he's a abortion supporter <laughs> and he's pro abortion. Like, yeah i saw that too yeah. Uh, no he loves babies <laughs> yeah no he loves babies all right so no he wants to kill no, babies <laughs> yeah <laughs> it just turns out this bickering fight about abortion and it just it really made me laugh um that was that was the first scene that really got me chuckling uh yeah was that argument yeah. was that argument um also jesse's got a son who's about like 12 or whatever who claims to be an atheist and is going to run away to the city like his brother gideon who's just absent yeah. Oh, I just want to clarify. Uh, Keith is the name of the guy who lives with um, uh, Kelvin. BJ is oh. the name of the fiance. Oh, BJ is the fiance. Apologies. Yeah. Keith. Okay. Keith's actually a pretty great character in and of himself. Um, yeah. He's a he's a former Satanist. Yeah. He's got six, who's been saved. He's got. By, six, I, I presume Kelvin, Kelvin Gemstone. Yeah. Because he's got like six 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 on his chest and a tattoo. He's got like a you know other satanic things. You know, hails you know, praise Satan and things all over his body, um, and he just kind of hangs out. He's got a very sort of calm speaking style. He just hangs out where Kelvin is, and yeah, um, he's a really interesting character. <laughs> there's a a time cop poster in his in his uh, living room. I know, which is great. thanks to the righteous gemstones for advertising the Ace. I know. Our bonus episode of Time Cop. <laughs> yeah, you can go and get our Time Cop review on Patreon for just $1 per month. Uh, me and Tara talked about it for two hours. Yes, that's right. Longer than the movie itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. We had a lot to say. We did. There's some really great splits in that film. I, I thought it would be funny and see like those deep themes and there's like, you know, the nature of man and uh, life you itself. Know, Say what you will about that movie, it is so watchable. <laughs> oh, it is. Absolutely is. Absolutely is. Uh, so, so Kelvin was an instant favorite in the family just because of that poster. I mean, that just right away. Mm. Just right away. Um, yeah, some weird dialogue here where he's like, he's like, oh, I slept in And Kelvin's like, oh, you, I told you you could sleep in my bed. It's fine. Like I said, you could use my bed, but I'm not here. He's like, no, 
there was a weird energy in there. So I, <laughs> I slept in here, on the couch. He's, he's got this really. Without a blanket. <laughs> a blanket. <laughs> um, the family seems to be like making fun of him for maybe being gay, but I don't know if I get that vibe from him. That yeah, because that... he seems to really like like just. Like he seems to care about Keith, but more in like a brotherly or friend way, not like a potential lover way. I mean, yeah, they could go whatever way with it. Right now, they could go either way. Um, I think right now I'm just enjoying the dynamic because he's such a a weird yeah, character. Yeah, he's, so, he's such a bizarre character. This depressed ex Satanist is a really funny idea. Um, so no, but I loved everything uh, with all that stuff. So I think now we can get into the main plot of the episode, which is the blackmail itself. And mm-hmm. uh, he's he's told to you know, come to this place in the mission as he gets the video, and he's told that he's got a date to get him a million dollars, and he's like, I don't have that. We have to, have to... Yeah, that's when he find we find out that he gets an allowance because yeah. he spent too much money. <laughs> so he has to somehow get the money without his dad knowing so he tries to go to the, the finance guy the guy who sort of runs everything on the compound he's like i'm not doing that without your dad's permission you crazy um so but that... but god told me that he wants you to do it <laughs> that doesn't work <laughs> he also tells everyone who's like because there's like a bunch of packing guys around who are like stocking the gift shop stuff off the or taking it off the truck and mm. He's like, hey, could you all give us the room, please? Give us the room. They don't walk somewhere else to have a private conversation. No, no, they're going to take over the whole docking area where the truck is. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, God bless you, God bless you. Yeah, yeah, F off, God bless you. <laughs> he's just as they're leaving the room. <laughs> but he ends up confessing, uh, when he can't get the money that way, he confesses to Kelvin. And he takes them into like, this little home theater room where he shows them the footage on the big, big screen. And I laugh really hard because... Well, he pauses it after a bit and he ends up standing right in front of where the, the, the fat naked guy's penis is and uh, Kelvin goes who's that and then the fat guy because there's a few people in the room and the fat guy in the room just goes yeah. that's me but <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so you find out like everyone else in the room was, was is involved in yeah. this blackmail technically because they're all in the video yeah most of them I think are the, the rock band the long haired guy definitely was he was one of the the, the, the Christian rock group yeah uh, so they're all, they're all part of the the, the show in I some think way the big guy's like a security guard or yeah. something yeah uh so yeah so really fun stuff and then yeah and it becomes this thing where he he wants to try and uh basically instead of getting the money he's sure it's, it's this, this this pastor guy right this pastor guy is who's behind the blackmailing so he wants to you know break in and threaten him and oh, what did they call the sticks the the little i don't know they're like pressure point sticks i, I don't remember they're basically pens that are supposed to be like nunchucks or something like that I, like i'm not gonna lie it look they kind of look um, like a sex toy let's be honest they look like sex toys they, yeah. they, they look like a sort of like like a thin dildo or whatever for yeah. i don't know he got him at a gas station because they uh so some salesman talked him into it because apparently you can I, I don't know Espe- like, es- clearly he has no idea what a weapon is or yeah. what a weapon looks like <laughs> especially since he gives kelvin a pink one he says why'd you give me the pink one no reason um but that one especially like a sex toy and i, I mean i don't know I like i don't know for, for... i'm not even going to speculate I, I as to what either, for. But I, I, I like we're so innocent <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i know a lot of the sex toys i don't know what this one is if I was to make a guess, I'd say you ram it up your ass. But I mean, that's just a guess. It's just a guess. 
Yeah, it had ridges. <laughs> it had ridges. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. started vibrating. So I mean, <laughs> I was, I was expecting that. Maybe they are just like novelty pens. <laughs> I was expecting the, the the joke ending to be that one of them started vibrating because they accidentally pressed the button or something. I was like, oh, zoom. yeah, <laughs> that would have confirmed it. That would have confirmed it. As it is, I feel like it's just for a tighter person's asshole. That is all. That's my guess. As my guess, mm-hmm. you want to get into anal, but you just can't shove the regular things up there. You just want to do something a bit easier. It's a beginner's. It's a beginner's anal toy. I don't know. The, <laughs> the pink one had a real nasty point at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should move on. <laughs> so, enema assist kit. That's what it is. Um, Clearly, we'd have no idea. We have no idea what these things are. <laughs> Because the name was like a, a Penchaku or something. It wasn't that, but it was something like stupid like that. Yeah, like some kind of a nunchuck ripoff. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but he gets the others together because uh, Kelvin wants no part of it. And you know, they put on the balaclavas. They're going in to like attack this guy. Of course, when they go in to get him, he hears them coming and just blasts out. Because he's like, of course, he's a carpenter. He's making like a rocking chair. Yeah, he's in his wood shop. He's surrounded by like tools and actual weapons but he, he grabs his shotgun and actually shoots one of them uh one of the bigger guys goes, i guess the fat guy goes down um and mm-hmm. they just run away um and they call he calls kelvin and says oh so and so's been shot and he happens to be with judy at this point and judy because 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 during this kelvin came out of judy's house and uh for some reason bj decided to like hide uh by like <laughs> being on all fours and looking around the corner uh, and Judy just tries so to deny it. He's so incapable of anything. He can't even like hide in a good spot. Yeah, he's useless. And he's, uh, I, that's the thing, though. Like, I, I don't even understand why she said hide because I'm like, just stay in a room that's not like hide in the hide in the sweet bathroom. You know, the, the, the bedroom. Your, your brother's not going to go in there. I know. He even tries hiding behind like her vanity stool, and it's like <laughs> it, it's like a foot tall. Like you can't hide behind that. <laughs> why are you so bad at this? <laughs> but um so she gets she gets filled in on what's going on and he has to meet the 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 black males in an hour at the at this you know retail park and basically she's got some tricks up her sleeve because she goes to like it looks like a is that a classroom it looks like a school right I, no i think it's the uh the church it's the church so it's, so it's, it's like probably a, like a classroom area yeah. for like sunday school or something in the in the church and in, in the vents and the ducks up top she has hidden wads and wads of cash and apparently apparently over a million dollars yeah and apparently this is something she learned from her mom about like keeping money by for herself or something like that like mm-hmm. <laughs> so giving a little off the top yeah so they, they bring money and they, they pick up they pick up jesse and they go to meet, and these these two guys that are black men have got masks on. One's got like a demon mask on, and uh, well, a little detail I loved about this is that he'd cutting holes in his hood because he's got a hoodie on, and he'd cutting little mm-hmm. holes in his hood so that the horns would come out the hood. I like that. Yeah, he's yeah, touched. Yeah. He's dedicated to his bit. That's what I like. <laughs> I like to see it. Um, so they cut, they come out, and uh, there's a little joke at first about how he leaves the all two in the car, and like, no, I'll get them to come out too. And they're, they're standing there. He's got two bags of money. And it's like, you know, you come and I was like, no, I'm not. You come and get the money. Uh, and he hands over yeah, the money. Yeah, they tell him to go to the back of the van. And he's like, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> and they come over to get the money, uh, just one of them. And Jesse pulls out his Penchaku thing and just stabs him with it. Like, I think like through the, yeah. through the jaw. 
Yeah, he 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 does it quite viciously. And the yeah. one the one in the van starts shooting at them, and they just kind of run back to the back to the car with the money, might I add. And th- this this was the physical comedy part for me of the episode where um he they, they actually run over him kind of accidentally the one who's already down they run over him i know they have a whole empty parking lot and they still run over him on accident yeah. and it's believable the way it, they do it it totally is and then my, but my favorite part of this though is the other guy's out and he's, he's up near the body and he starts shooting at them from a distance and diamond bride's like nah nah he and he starts backing up and what i love about this moment though is not just that he backs up sort of does like a like a you know a, a proper like 90 degree turn and then hits some in reverse it's that this whole thing takes place in one shot from the camera being outside the, the windscreen of the the, the mm-hmm. car and then the camera just sort of goes up so obviously on a crane and it picks up a little bit and it goes into this big wide shot of the, the whole whole car park and we just see it very awkwardly him kind of turn, returning and like try to chase him because he's in reverse so it's kind of awkward he hadn't quite aimed the same way that he could if he was driving forward so right. he has to kind of do this weird turn and then he hits him and it's a it's a really it's, i love like this over the top comical like hit that it does <laughs> where you just feel this thud and he goes under the wheel and then he drives back over him before he leaves and the whole thing is just this one shot one take thing and i'm sure there's yeah. some trickery over like switching the person who was running after and then like something that you could actually hit but like it's all seamless no, yeah, in one it's shot really well done. and that's what makes it funny if they'd cut around it may still have been a bit funny but the fact that it happens all in one shot is what made it hilarious because it felt yeah. real even though it was stupid looking it felt real and that's what's beautiful <laughs> about it yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> okay um I maybe took all the good points there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, no, no. You're right. You're right. Um, um, but that was really good. It's a. It it was a surprise dark ending for people who haven't watched Vice Principal. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it was if it's going to keep getting dark like this, then I am on board. This is for me what sold me on the like. Yeah, I think uh, this is telling you what the tone is going to be. So. Yeah. Don't expect that you can predict where it's going. This dark sense of humor is is, is what I'm in for. I was not expecting this. this. This makes me think that I should go back and watch Vice Principles at some point. If this is oh yeah, I think you would really like it. Um, so Just Walter Goggins is so good in it. Yeah, well, like Walter Goggins, I'm a big fan of The Shield. Uh, that's how we got into Tarantino movies earlier. But I knew him from all seven seasons of The Shield, which is a fantastic show from FX. Fantastic. I've heard, never watched it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Maybe one day. I can't commit to TV. I can barely commit to HBO. I've, I've never met someone else who's watched The Shield. It really upsets me. <laughs> really? I thought everybody's watched The Shield. Nah. Not the people I meet, unfortunately. Alright. Such a good show. The season 5 finale Sorry. of The Shield's like one of the... I'm not good at TV. Unless it's Star Trek. Unless <laughs> it's Star Trek. Um, hey, you're doing a good job there. This is like the second ongoing show you're reviewing right now. You've got, you've got like a whole like review slate right now. You're like a pro. Look at me. I'm like Judy, worming my way in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get my own show, damn it. <laughs> it's a, oh yeah, Tara Time. I'm a mild pleasure too. <laughs> Tara Time with Tara. Every, every Wednesday's at eight central. Uh, <laughs> you've got your own show. You you created the Ace with me. That's that's half your show. You're right. And you you review more TV than anyone but Connor. Uh, well, all than me. I'm on all the reviews though. Like. But you're the most regular well, co-host outside of Connor. So, how do I do it? It's my full-time job. That's how I do it. <laughs> it's true. I do have a full-time job. Yeah. Um, 
and you know it's a lot but here we are we get to watch a lot of tv no i like this first episode a lot i i think it was funny it made me because I, I was worried i was worried that i was going to find it obnoxious i really was like i, I started it and i was like i'm going to be annoyed by these characters i'm going to be annoyed by this yeah i'm surprised you wanted to watch it because i i know how you feel about danny mcbride which i is not a sentiment i share i i agree those two examples are not good because i don't like those movies either but those are my and examples I guess if, hmm? those are my examples i don't have any other favorite reference for them really yeah but my frame of reference is the hbo stuff that i've seen him in and it's it's all really good eastbound down is also really really good hmm. what a shock hbo makes good tv shows I'm, I'm i'm baffled by that oh they've had some duds oh yeah you're right game of thrones exists you're right um well <laughs> I disagree with that statement. <laughs> Although there are many who probably do agree with you now after the last season. Yeah, but to be I just want to make clear though, I, I had that feeling when it started, not not just when it got bad towards the end. I just want to make that clear. I never liked Game of Thrones. You're right. Yeah. I uh, did not have that feeling. I liked it the whole way through, but I'm not going to get caught up in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there have been other HBO things that I thought well, they, they could do no wrong. And then I watched it and went, oh, actually that wasn't very good. <laughs> I didn't like, um, there was a, a movie they did with Oprah called, um, it's about Henrietta Lacks. And it was just so messy and difficult to follow and get through. And usually when you have Oprah, like in a movie, it's a huge deal. And she's, she's an amazing actress and she barely like, she doesn't need to work. She's Oprah. So when she chooses something, you're like, this must be important. I need to watch it. And it was, uh, it was not good. Uh, I can't wait to see Sorry, where I can't see where Rachel Gems. <laughs> I can't wait to see where Rachel Gems goes, and you've basically become the almost official HBO co-host, um, barring things that Sorry, me, Connor. me and Connor have already started. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you didn't enjoy Chernobyl. So it says, <laughs> yeah, his fault. It's his fault. Um, maybe he needs to get checked out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's he's got some problems. <laughs> He's got some problems. But uh, yeah, on that though, me and Cora will be doing the Deuce uh, season three when it starts uh, mm. uh, early next month. So uh, you can look forward to that from us. Uh, we do have other shows though. We are also, me and Tara are also reviewing Our Boys right now, the Israeli HBO original. Um, in fact, we're recording the next episode of that in like a couple of minutes <laughs> right after we're done with this. And uh, we are going to be looking at um, other things in the future. I don't know where that sentence was going. I lost track of my mind because I was trying to think of what i was about to say beforehand it doesn't matter anyway um so this is a bit of shambles at the ending but that's okay um but yeah Rachel Jensen is pretty good we will be back for episode two next week so hopefully you come back and join us uh for that and we can you know try and figure out the insanity i guess you know pull it together man i'm here <laughs> wrap this up. i'm here i'm good yes yeah. <laughs> so if you enjoy our review or discussion and you want to see more uh obviously you can subscribe and you can like and all that hit that bell if you want the notifications for all the content we do uh you can of course uh, support us that way you can support us as well by giving us a review and rating on your audio podcast app if you're listening to the audio version the almost cancelled tv reviews uh keep in mind there's also almost cancelled netflix original reviews as a second audio feed for all the netflix shows um you can do that you can also support us financially how can they do that tara where can, where can they do that oh you can check out our patreon page it's patreon.com slash mouthless tv and it's uh you can donate as little as a dollar per month and that gives you a bunch of bonus stuff like bonus episodes of other shows we do um some shows you get a week early check it out yeah that, that is the equivalent of us going around with the basket at the church and being yep. like hey um 
But it goes to a good cause. It goes to a good cause. Um, and I'm not even close to having a mansion yet, so don't <laughs> don't, don't don't let that that thought sway you. <laughs> if you want if you want the content to keep coming, <laughs> go to Patreon. <laughs> Supporters. Anyway, maybe someday you'll get like a, a good pair of headphones. <laughs> yes, yes. What's wrong with these headphones? It's <laughs> uh, my headphones. I what thought they you? were giving you trouble. Oh, I mean, they have been acting up a little bit recently. I suppose. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought I, th- I thought you were making a sly comment. Listen, I mean, it costs money to put stuff out too, right? Oh, it does. Absolutely does. Mm-hmm. All the, the equipment and uh, all the TV subscriptions and. <laughs> Plus, I'm expensive. Like, yeah, Tara's expensive. Pay me a lot. <laughs> I do, I do. She gets she gets bonuses as well in overtime. <laughs> but that's us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?